0: Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith that is ultimately about inspiring hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this at mygatewayfellowship.com. Now, if you're visiting for the first time, we are in the middle of a series, but you can come at any point and be able to just jump right in. And it's a strange title that we have. Anyone remember what we're we're talking about this month? Weird. Uh, A a friend of mine wrote a book, um, and you may have heard us talk, interview him on Breakaway, uh, Greg Cruikshel. And the book is entitled Weird. And the premise of the book is basically that Christians, we should be a little weird. Because if we do what Christ tells us to do, it is the opposite of the world. It just really does not make sense. And we had a very special guest here last week, Bruce's son, who was, uh, as we talked about, you couldn't get any weirder than this. He has a master's degree in public health, job offers where he could go and make lots and lots of money. Instead, he turns it all down and he goes to the country of synagogue with his young wife, a little boy, and there they are being missionaries in Senegal. And and this is what we're talking about, been weird for Christ. But when you heard him last week and you saw just a joy on his face, it made me want to go and be a missionary because he was, yes, being weird because the world would say, that's stupid. You need to go and make your money. But instead, he listened to what God had to say. And so this is what this whole month is about. Letting you know that it is okay to be a little weird in Jesus. In fact, there's a few statements I want to read to you here. Let me just read this very first one. It's taken directly from the book, and it says, Normal is to strive for the center of what the world lives and likes. Weird is to live and to be in the center of God's will. Someone once said that the problem seems to be Far too often, Christians are weird in the ways where they should be normal. And when they should be normal, they're weird. And then finally, it says that God is reminding us that like Christ, we aren't going to have every, and be like everyone else around us. As Christians, we are supposed to hide ourselves among God and to know that being different in God is okay. I read a story not that long ago about a Christian monk many years ago, and he had students, uh, a a group of students that studied with him. And um, one day he took them out, and they were on a walk, and they decided that that morning they would have a breakfast together. And so they built a fire, and all his disciples sat around him, and he decided to make something as we would probably call pancakes. And as he sat there with his disciples, the birds chirping in the air, the beautiful morning, the everything around him, and he would make a pancake and he would then flip it and then he would then put it on the little tray thing and he would simply say, Perfect. And then the guy who would get it, he would look down, thinking it was going to be a perfect round. Instead, it was lopsided, lumpy. And they're thinking, what is he saying perfect for? And sure enough, he pours another one, does the same thing. And he just sits there and he looks around and breathes in, flips it on their plate. Perfect. And once again, they would look down and it was just the, the worst looking pancake they've ever seen. And he did it for all of them. And finally, after they were done eating, this group of little disciple group, they started talking among themselves. Did y'all think it was kind of strange? Who had had a round pancake? And none of them said, we didn't have any round. We thought it was strange. He kept saying, perfect. That didn't make any sense. And so they went to the monk and they just simply said, sir, we don't understand. Why are you saying these things are perfect? They're not. They're They're lopsided, and he said this. When you understand why I said perfect, you too can become a monk. And so they thought, and, and years went on, and no one in that group became a monk, except for one person. He went to the monk and said, I understand what you were saying. We were just looking at the pancake, but you were looking at everything around, the disciples sitting there, the fresh air, the birds chirping. That's what you were saying the perfect was. But we were so busy looking just at that pancake. We didn't understand what you were talking about. And friends, that's what I want to say to you today. Don't get so caught up in your situation that you're only looking at that pancake and you cannot realize that there's other things around you that are okay. You're breathing. That's a blessing. You're able to thank God That's a blessing. Your life may be more perfect than you think right now. Now, what is unique about what we're going to talk about a little bit here about this being weird is this. Is that sometimes we have to get to the point where we have God's eyes instead of our eyes. Because once again, our eyes will focus on our problems. Our eyes will will focus on what's bad. Our eyes will just only, only just say, you know what, life isn't fair. But God's eyes sees beyond all of that. Now, there was a person who I like to call the 13th Disciple. Now, did any of you know that there were thir- that God called thirteen disciples? Yeah. yeah. See, we we have a we have a Bible scholar there in the back, <laughs> and some of you are saying that, Pastor, you have lost your mind. That it says there it was twelve disciples, but I'm going to share this text with you, and you tell me what you think when I'm done reading this text. It's taken from the book of Mark, chapter ten, verse seventeen. Through 22. And to me, this is a person that God was calling to be weird for him. And it simply says this, and you've heard this story before. I'm reading from the message translation. As he went out into the street, a man came running up and greeted him with great reverence and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why are you calling me good? No one is good, only God. Well, you know the commandments, don't you? Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, teacher, I have from my youth kept them. And notice what it says here. Jesus looked at him hard in the eye. And loved him. And he said, "There's one thing left: Go sell whatever you own and give it to the poor, and all your wealth will then be heavenly wealth. And come and follow me." And those who know Greek, that's the exact phrase that he used for every disciple he called, "Come." And follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Come and follow me. So this person could have been the 13th disciple. And notice what it says. That the man's face clouded over. This was the last thing he expected to hear. And he walked off with a heavy heart. He was holding on tight to lots of things. And not about to let them go. You see, Christ was asking him to be weird for him. You see, the world would be just like him and would say, it's crazy. You're telling me to do what? To give up and to sell it all. That's weird. And weird is just another word for different or strange. You don't do that. That does not make logical sense. But once again, we're talking about looking through things with God's eyes. He was only focusing on the pancake, the earthly thing, and not realizing what God had in store for him was so much bigger, so much better. And now I'm not going to. Do the easy thing, and I can't even do it if I wanted to, to tell you how you are to be weird in Christ. Because he calls us all individually and differently. And there are some of you he's asking to be weird as in to be missionaries. There's other ones that he's asking you to be weird by being a witness at your work. There's other ones that he's asking you to be weird to forgive people who you know who have wronged you. That the world says that you should never forgive them for what they did. But instead, you know in your heart that he's asking you to be weird and to forgive that person. You see, there's no perfect script of what weird is. But the only thing that is consistent with it is that it's following Jesus. And following the example that he has for us. And so, once again, I don't know what that weirdness that he's calling you to do. But I encourage you to listen. And trust me, he will tell you because it's going to be the strangest thing that you ever, you just never even thought of. I think of myself that the Lord had blessed me tremendously. I joined the military. And while I was in the military, I was assigned to a very special unit that, and now let me just break this down for you, is that when I was in the military, there was in the Air Force, I was in the United States Air Force, there was approximately 1.1 million people in the Air Force. Out of that 1.1 million, only 5% will ever see the President of the United States in a ceremony anywhere. Only 5%. Out of that 5%, Only a half a percent in the Air Force will actually work for the president. And I was part of that half percent. And the average honor guard in the Air Force at the White House, they stay for just 12 months. They get lots of medals and shiny things on their uniform, and then they go off. And for the rest of their career, they can look at these medals and all this stuff. I joined the Air Force because I thought I would travel the world. I never left Washington, (laughs) D.C., right down the street. And I ended up serving three presidents. I started with Reagan and ended with Clinton. And the weirdest thing for me was this, that the Lord had blessed me and they had gotten to the position where they had offered me what we would call in this non-military world a contract. That I could guarantee to finish my entire military career there at the White House. I wouldn't have to worry about who's elected, who's not, or whatever. I would be able to serve the entire time. And people were coming up to me and said, Terry, this is just fantastic. Do you realize this, this is just, man, God has to be with you. You're the first person they've ever in the history of the honor guard to ever ask to do this. And you know what the weird thing was? The next day, the Lord started asking me to be weird. Terry, I want you to be a pastor. No, 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 Lord, you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to have this career that I, I, I will be able to be, I will be able to be retired in just 14 years. Lord, you don't understand. Terry, I'm calling you to be a pastor, and I had to make a decision very similar to the 13th disciple. Very similar to some of the decisions that some of you have to make. Would I listen to what God was saying and do the weirdest thing you can possibly imagine to resign from the White House? And to start all over, I would have to go to school from from ground one and start from the beginning all the way up four years of schooling. And all I can tell you, I have never regretted that decision that I made to be weird for Jesus. And he has blessed me in so many ways. Praise to God. And so that's my challenge for you. Listen to his voice. All my friends, they have retired. I think... Kiki, one of y'all may know that uh, I had a guy who's been calling from one of my old Air Force buddies. Uh, he's been calling the station. We've been finally getting in contact. I hadn't talked to him almost 20 years. His whole life is just, you know, he's served and all the glory and all that stuff. And now he is just, just miserable. And he says, Terry, you know, I got all the prompts and all that stuff, fancy medals. I ended up losing my family because I was so focused in my career. And now I'm retired, and what do I do? And your life is like it's just begun again. And friends, that's what weird will do. Now, there's three reasons why it's hard to be weird, and we're just going to go over these just like this. Uh, The very first one is that in order to be weird, we have to understand the concept of delayed gratification, And what do I mean by delayed gratification? I mean that the world says that you should have stuff instantly. You should have it fast. You should have it right now. But when you're being weird in God, you're on God's timetable. You're not on your timetable. And part of that is learning that God has a plan and he knows exactly how the pieces will fit together. And so you may not get your thing instantly. It may not come. I remember I was shocked when I had to realize I had to take four years of college to just start all over again. But I realized that that delayed gratification, that God knew exactly what he was doing. The next thing is that you have to realize that God sees your future. In fact, one of my favorite verses, and um, you know, I say this over and over, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I can't say it enough. God says, I know your plans, the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans that prosper you and not to harm you, plans that give you hope and a future. Understand that if you decide to be weird for Jesus, don't worry. He knows your future. Don't let that be the thing to distract you from it. He knows the future. And the final thing is simply this. Part of being weird is learning to trust. Because it's not going to make sense if he tells you to sell everything and do, or if he tells you to forgive someone who has harmed you, or he tells you to be nice to someone who's mean to you. Or if he tells you to, to, to help someone who you know you should not be helping according to how you feel. That is going to be weird. But you have to trust that God knows what he's doing. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.